Welcome to Wildly Tarot, a weekly tarot podcast offering messages, medicine, and magic for the people. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, May 9th, 2022. It is just a few seconds until noon. And we are stepping in here. This is Noon Lives with Wild. Um, Every Monday at noon. Pacific Standard Time, I will be stepping in here to offer whatever transmission is moving through my channel in that moment. And hopefully it speaks to some of you. Hopefully it somehow pings a truth cord. It steps in and feels like a bit of curiosity or something that is attractive to your own soul evolution. So as you step in here today, if you want to say hi, if you would like to offer any questions or any texture for what is alive for you in this now moment, I would absolutely love and appreciate that. And for today, for this moon day, what I am feeling really drawn to discussing and considering is this idea of great mystery and why we are so uncomfortable around the unknown. It seems to be a fairly universal experience that we all tend to be very unnerved by a future that we don't think we have a plan for, or we don't feel as though we have mind mapped out all of the possible scenarios. And so I see this many times with my clients. I have felt this myself. And so I'm very curious about this. I'm very curious about being with that discomfort and unraveling it and trying to perhaps figure out where this discomfort first took root in our bodies and in our minds and in our lives. Because I watch I watch the animals in my life and I see that they don't suffer in the same way that we do. They are quite comfortable in the unknown. And so what's the difference as we are also just human animals? What is the difference between myself and my animal friends? And the two things that come alive for me that rise to the surface as I contemplate 
this curiosity is that first, my animals trust themselves. They trust themselves, mind, body, heart, and soul. There is this innate ability to believe in their own untried capacity, regardless of what situation they might find themselves in. And that leads me to ponder why why do we humans not also hold that same level of self-trust in our bodies and in our minds? Since life is about change, since things will inevitably change and shift, since things that we do not prefer will always happen, since it is true that no matter how much we plan and attempt to prepare for the unknown future, we are always surprised by what occurs. I have never had a plan work out exactly the way that I thought it was going to. And oftentimes, it actually works out better than what I thought it was going to work out. Or different, or like an adventure novel, like a romance. It just evolves and I couldn't have possibly planned for the twists and turns that may have arrived in that experience. Yeah, so really tuning into that, that first point that we collectively as human beings have been disconnected from that innate self-trust, this intrinsic sensation of knowing that no matter what happens, I trust myself to do the best I can in whatever shows up. I trust my body to respond to my environment in the best way possible without having to mentally mind map and landscape out the situation that I can trust the inherent wisdom of this body. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And then the second piece is this quality around discomfort. It seems pretty common amongst my clientele and myself, my friends, my family, that there is hmm, space for most of us to expand our capacity to sit with discomfort. And I say that from a shame-free place. There's no judgment. There's no good, bad, right, or wrong. But this possibility that we have normalized this level of control and this level of comfort and preference through the systems that we're living in, through capitalism, through white supremacy, through these social structures that we have perhaps 
collectively developed a, a sense of complacency when it comes to this concept of discomfort around the unknown. And that can, that can not feel great in the body to consider. And it makes so much sense. Like, of course we would want to move away from things that don't feel good. Of course we want to move away from discomfort or from sensations that hurt. Of course that would be a natural inclination. And my, my sensation, my theory here is that that is perhaps a very immature way to move with life, in particular with great mystery. This idea of the unknown, of the void, of what is possible in life and in this world. And that perhaps by learning to trust ourselves, by learning to lean in to the discomfort, by challenging ourselves to sit in uncomfortable places with uncomfortable thoughts, expanding our capacity to be in discomfort and therefore learn how to trust ourselves to learn how to recognize that our avoidance of discomfort and our avoidance of the unknown might actually be more painful or contain more suffering than simply stepping in to the unknown and being with it, riding out the momentum of our choices, showing up, day after day with curiosity. Mm. It almost feels like an antidote in my body to consider that I can develop so much self-trust and self-love and acceptance that I can be in that discomfort without needing to fix it or avoid it or fade it. Very similarly to the process I've been moving through over these last three years, few years, <laughs> around developing stronger boundaries and stepping out of people pleasing, stepping away from honestly giving a fuck about how other people take or view me and stepping into knowing and trusting myself so much that I have no question that I will attract the people who want to be in right relationship with me, that I will be able to navigate whatever arises, that I can in fact be uncomfortable and still not be afraid or avoidant of what is in my life. And this feels like a really deep calling 
that we are all being invited into through the collective at this time, particularly through the last few years of this collective experience of a pandemic that we have all gone through. I think we can all speak to in some way stress or discomfort around the unknown, around not being sure what was going to happen from season to season, from week to week, from month to month. There's been a really big learning lesson for all of us when it comes to this concept of great mystery. And the way I define great mystery is as the void, as the unknown, the depths, the womb space. You could also consider it as the magnetic principle, right? If we are speaking in energetic terms, energy moves in waves, waves create patterns, and these waves are created through the expression of energy that is always moving back and forth between two poles. They're not opposite, they're just the full spectrum expression of energy. And if you've been following me for a while, you would have heard me use the words electric and magnetic. This is how I prefer to conceptualize these two expressions of energy. Some people might feel more comfortable with gendered language of masculine and feminine, or you could consider it projective and receptive, the yin and the yang. They're just this concept that there are different ways of expressing energy. And in my thinking, it is those different ways of expressing energy that pulls energy into this wave pattern that is expressed through physics, through science. We know that energy, like sound, like light, all moves in a wave. And the magnetic principle, the one that receives, that draws inward, feels to me like great mystery. It is this unknown. It is the void. It is the place from which all possibilities are birthed. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a truly spectacular thing. It is the, it's the energetics of transformation and change and rebirth without the magnetic principle pulling us inward or pulling that projection of electric energy into a rest period or into an integration period, then life would continually be burning itself out. And we're witnessing this right now. I'm coming here from the United States. And so speaking from that lens, it appears to me that as I am looking at my government, at the systems in this country, we have been operating through a lens of empire. We have been 
continuing outward the choices of our ancestors who were moving as colonizers, who were extracting, extracting land, extracting resources, extracting wealth, what have you, without honoring that magnetic principle, without honoring the need to slow down, to make roots, to rest, to integrate, to consider different possibilities. And now we see ourselves in this current landscape where we are needing to take into account and make repair for the ways in which that extraction process, that toxic electric energy, that expansion without reciprocity has begun to set all of our systems off balance. So to come back to the topic for today, why are we all so afraid of great mystery? I would offer you this curiosity. Are we all afraid of the unknown because we've been taught to be this way, because we have been disconnected from our own true innate wildness, the piece of us that instinctually knew how to respond to the environment, how to give and take in reciprocity, how to trust our bodies, how to listen to the wisdom that lives within our bones and does still speak to and connect with nature around us. Do we fear great mystery? Do we fear the unknown? Do we fear the possibilities of actually shifting the course of our culture because we've been systematically trained to fear these things. I don't know if this is true or not. This is my curiosity though. Are we the product of multiple generations where we truly have been given so many heavy consequences that critical thinking and imagination and curiosity have been taken off of the plate of positive attributes that we have been encouraged to cultivate in ourselves. And again, saying this without shame, without blame, without judgment, just real curiosity like a deep, deep curiosity when I know in my heart that great mystery and the unknown is a beautiful thing, that it carries with it endless possibilities, that if we chose to as a culture, we could bring together all of our different intelligences and craft a different way of operating. It is possible. We could 
step out of the power over hierarchy that we are witnessing right now, in which we are simply rerunning history over and over again. And it feels like this fear of the unknown is a major reason why more people aren't asking for change. Because we have a fear of change within us. We're deeply afraid of change. We're deeply afraid of the unknown. And yet I, I sense I sense so deeply in my body that that is not the way we were born. I watch children move in the world and interact and play and socialize. And fear is not our first language. We learn fear. We learn fear. And fear is so healthy. There's nothing wrong with fear. Fear keeps us alive. It has helped us over the course of many, many generations to not eat the poisonous plants and to not try and be friends with the saber-toothed tiger and all of the things. Not dissing fear at all. And my curiosity lives in where has fear been implemented in our educational systems and in the way we are communicated with in a way that no longer serves us as human beings and is actually in service to these greater systems that do not have our best interest necessarily in mind and maybe operating through a momentum that was built long before you and I were born. The difficulties in looking at expansive cultures that are operating with toxic electric energy that are extractive and taking from and not in communion with the land and not in communion with the people and what the people actually need. Unfortunately, historically, when we look at these systems, they tend to be more concerned with keeping themselves in power than actually allowing power to be shared with those who are feeding the system with their energy, with their money, with their children, particularly if you're in a military system. So coming into this space of reflection, and I'm so curious if you're here and you're watching, if anything is coming up for you around this question, this curiosity. If we feel into our bodies deep down, are you truly afraid of the unknown future? Or is that a program that has actually kind of been installed perhaps well before we were old enough to really consent to the program. 
And nevertheless, it is still there. It's still in the back of the mind. It's still running. We still have this training that we received as young people that to be successful, to have the American dream, you need to get the nine to five job and get married and have the two kids and have a very predictable and well-maintained life. Like that is the concept of success that I think most of us have been raised with. And then if you add in their religious upbringing, if you are or were raised in a type of religion, then you also have the continuity of Sunday mass or um, holidays, Passover, whatever your religion might be. There is this mm, cyclicalness to it that mm, trains the brain to expect the same thing, whether we call it tradition or we just call it a rerun. We have these brains that just love to keep us so safe. They just love to keep us safe. They love to keep us mm, happily buzzing along, doing the same thing, knowing that our body is going to be safe. Nothing's going to happen to us. Mm. And yet what if, what if, we're actually human animals and our lives aren't meant to be quite so predictable. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having territory that you move through. There's nothing wrong with having preferred times of days to eat, eat your meals or go to sleep. Rhythms, rhythms are lovely. And where is that sweet spot where we don't allow our rhythms or our traditions or our expected outcomes prevent us from actually being present with what is? Like, where is that sticky middle ground where the discomfort of change and transformation mentally becomes suffering because we are unskillful at being in the discomfort of change and trusting ourselves, trusting ourselves to move with the change, to be with the change, to respond to the change in a way that we can trust that we can trust ourselves, that we can trust, we can trust ourselves, mind, body, heart, and soul to make choices based on whatever the current data is and that we don't need to be attached. We don't need to be attached to a specific outcome in order to respond to whatever is happening in our lives from an empowered place. I'm curious how this is landing for you. What is coming up for you when you feel into this concept of discomfort and great mystery? 
please feel free to let me know in the comments or on the replay. I can feel it in my body. I feel a little tense, a little uncomfortable considering. My brain definitely likes to have a schedule and a routine, even if my heart might be bored with it. I don't have all the answers. These are just true curiosities. Like when did we get disconnected from our ability to let life be a romantic adventure? When did we get disconnected from allowing possibility and imagination to be what guides us through our days? I know when I, it's been a while now, but when I used to travel some, it was some of the most magical moments of my life. And it was because I was out of my norm, out of my routine. And I would allow myself to follow what fascinated me, to follow my curiosity, to go to new and different places because I wasn't in the rut of, okay, I drive down this road to get to this place and then I go here for lunch and then I have this friend date every other Thursday and blah, 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 blah. All of the things that we might place in our lives to keep things feeling full or nourishing or whatever. And yet, when I look back on the most memorable times in my life, it has been those times when I have not been stuck in a wheel of happenings. So I feel I'm coming to a close here with this transmission, but what I would like to leave you with are these curiosities and this idea of where does structure support me and help me? And where does it actually limit my growth? Where do patterns and normal see, I'm going to put that in quotation marks in case you're listening to this on the podcast. Where do these normal routines and things actually support me? And where have I perhaps gotten too addicted to things being the same? because I'm trying to avoid the discomfort of novelty and the possibility of adventure. And being really honest, right? Just getting really honest with yourself, getting really curious. Is that actually my truth? Or is this how I've kind of been raised? This is how I've been trained through my educational system, through my family of origin, through the place where I receive my paycheck? Is there a socialized condition that has been placed in my brain that says I need things to be standardized and homogenized in order for me to be safe, in order for me to be secure, in order for me to actually live a respectable life, whatever the fuck that means. And is that actually true? Is that actually true? And 
I don't know, that might be true for you. And if it is, great. Then you are totally living your truth and your life. And that's amazing. And I applaud you. And I hope that you keep going. And if it's not true, if that isn't what is your truth, then I invite you to get really curious about that. to invite in curiosity about the ways in which you may be denying yourself the opportunity to really build that trust muscle within yourself. To get curious about the ways in which you might be avoiding change, transformation, rebirth, reinvention of yourself because of this fear of the unknown, this fear of the discomfort of the unknown. Really learning to tease apart these concepts. Are you really afraid of the unknown or are you afraid of the discomfort that might occur in that unknown space, in great mystery, in the womb, where all rebirth happens? So I'm not going to lie to you, like rebirth is uncomfortable. Transformation is uncomfortable. It's not an easy ride all of the time. That generally goes through these steps and stages where things feel a bit chaotic. We question the previous choices we've made, the ways in which we might have betrayed our actual deep longings. Uh, we may question the relationships we find ourselves in and need to renegotiate our relationships or renegotiate our work. Our whole life might feel a little topsy-turvy for a hot minute. And that's normal. It's part of the process of reclamation. And that may not be where you're at right now. And that's fine. But if you've stuck with me this long, or if you've been listening to me for a while, I'm guessing there's some pinging of truth. There is some threads of, oh yeah, I'm feeling this with you, Wild. I'm feeling that I am ready to transform. I am ready to rebirth. My life is pretty measured out and predictable, and therefore I'm not actually making a lot of memories. I'm not actually finding myself in enough juicy moments where I need to respond to my life instead of just reacting in the same previous patterns. And so just letting that land, letting that land in your bones and feeling that sensation and seeing what's true for you. Are you ready to live a life that you respond to rather than having a predictable and patterned life in which you are simply going through the motions? Simply moving through the motions and doing what you've been doing because it's just the pattern. It just feels safe and secure. And again, offering this with zero shame, 
zero judgment, right? We are all human animals. We've all gone through some sort of training process in our early life and through our education and through our work environments. And we all get to a place in our adult life where we get the opportunity to have some self-inquiry and some self-intimacy and to decide if we are living a life that we are actively choosing or if our life is living us. And for myself, great mystery feels like the perfect antidote to this experience. When we can become comfortable in the discomfort of not knowing what the outcome is going to be, that is where the magic happens. That is where we begin to follow the breadcrumbs from great mystery. That is where our life truly begins to change because we don't need to know the outcome. We can remain present in this moment rather than continually future tripping about an experience that most likely will not happen the way in which we are actively mind mapping it out. Right? Like there is absolutely no amount of prior planning and worry that can 100% control what's going to happen in the future. The last two years have taught all of us this. We are actively being invited by great mystery into deep, deep surrender and recognizing that our own true power lies in being instinctual, being in our body, trusting ourselves, trusting that we have what it takes to follow our life path and know what we need to do in any given moment. And to allow ourselves the space to become friends with the discomfort of not knowing. To begin to reframe that discomfort into curiosity, into excitement around the possibilities rather than fear of losing what was because we can't really keep what was anyway we don't get to choose that everything changes everything changes everything dies everything transforms and if we stay in a place of actively fearing change and transformation and we just stay stuck in our rut no matter how hard we grasp, grasp, no matter how long we stay holding and clinging to what was, eventually life is going to change it. Life will take it from us. Life will transform it, whether we prefer it or not. But we, we get to have the empowerment of saying yes to great mystery if we choose. We can say yes to the change. We can get actively involved in the change. We can seek it out. We can choose rebirth. We can choose 
excitement. We can choose whatever we want, how we want to feel and experience the ever-evolving life that we're in. Because it's happening. It's happening whether we like it or not, whether we prefer it or not. Great mystery is always there. Hmm. So the invitation for you this week is to invite in a practice of befriending great mystery. Invite in a practice of allowing yourself to be curious, to follow your fascination, perhaps to bring some awareness to the ways in which you react in your life rather than respond. I was considering this over the weekend. My partner and I tend to go to the same coffee shop every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. And we get, we went in this Saturday and the woman behind the counter said, 16 ounce soy chai. And I was like, yep. And then she remembered my partner's drink and remembered what we get for breakfast. And it hit me. I was like, oh, well, we've done this way too many times. We're just in a pattern at this point. And we had a, a lovely conversation about it. Like, are we still really enjoying this breakfast that we're getting? Are we still enjoying this drink? Or is this just the thing that we started last year when the coffee shop reopened and we wanted to support her? And then we created a pattern around it because we're cute human little animals. And we just love our patterns. We just love our comfort. We just love to know that we're gonna get exactly the same thing. That's our brains talking, right? But our hearts, ugh, our hearts really long for novelty. Our hearts really long for new, exciting experiences. And our bodies do too. Our bodies like to change, you know? You can even take wonderful things that are healthy for you, like yoga. But if you just do the same series in yoga without doing the counter poses, you can actually overstretch and hurt yourself. I know, I've done it. So bringing all of this back in to say, what do you want in your life? And are you willing to lean in to a little more discomfort in order to find where those edges are for you and perhaps expand them. Perhaps try your untried capacity to be with the unknown, to give yourself the gift of finding mystery and following those breadcrumbs and seeing where they lead you to. One of my favorite things is to look for recurring numbers or if I see an animal on a billboard and then I see it again in a magazine or then I look up that animal. What does that animal mean? How does that apply to my life? What's the numerology of that number 42 that I keep seeing and how is that attempting to inspire me? How are all of these little signs that I am seeing around me actually signposts leading me towards the next adventure that I get to experience while I'm here playing in this human body. And 
God damn, isn't that a lot more fun? Isn't it a lot more fun to think of life in those terms instead of just the nine to five, instead of just, I go to this coffee shop every Saturday morning, instead of just, I do this and then this and then this, and now my schedule and my calendar are so full that I have absolutely no spaciousness whatsoever for surprise or great mystery or any other inspiration to come in and give me something different. And that, that feels a little bit like the, the hook that our social systems get us with. We get so consumed with filling our time with these patterns. We get so consumed with knowing what we're doing next to next to next and not having any spaciousness or solitude or just open time for the unknown to arrive. And it keeps us in that hamster wheel over and over and over again, where we have everything that we were told we're supposed to have. I mean, I've been there too. I've had the husband and the two kids and the nine to five job and the debt that came along with all of that stuff. And I had everything that I thought I was supposed to have in order to be happy. And still I was dissatisfied. I was still dissatisfied. And what if it's this principle of the magnetic, of receiving, of being with great mystery, of being with nature, of just seeing what is present and following those threads? What if that's actually the trick to a really delicious and satisfying life where we allow ourselves to be surprised, where we give ourselves the gift of just being with what is and responding to it instead of needing to plan it all out or have it end up in this neat, tidy little package that um, is small and safe and comfortable. What if that Texture and that edge of discomfort is actually a signpost that we're going the right way. And that's where our growth edge is. And that if we want to grow, we ride that edge. We allow ourselves to be just a little bit uncomfortable so that we don't become complacent in our lives and hand away all of our access to joy and adventure and possibility. Hmm. Yes, that feels like the transmission today, my friends. It looks like we don't have any questions. If someone has a question or a comment that they would like to throw in here, um, please do. Otherwise, I will bring this to a close in just a few moments. And just wanting to offer thank you so, so much. If you are here watching this live or if you take this in on a replay, 
it means so, so much to me that you could literally be anywhere doing anything and you have chosen to offer some of your precious energy and bandwidth to take in what I am offering. That is just such a delight to my heart and means so, so much to me. I appreciate you so. And I invite you this week to consider Great Mystery and how you might bring more of her in to your day-to-day -day lives. And as you do that, if things come up, please come back to this video and drop it in the comments. I would love to hear what comes up for you this week as you play with me. All right, take good, good care and... Thank you for tuning in to Wildly Tarot. If you are curious about me and my work, please visit my website at wildlytarot.com. You can also find me on all your favorite social media spaces at Wildly Tarot. I offer a variety of magical services, including one-on-one -on -one sessions, if you feel called to work with me. Also, if these messages serve you, please consider leaving me a review. Five stars and some honest words help others to find these messages to support them. It also really encourages me to continue offering this free content. Thank you so much for being part of the Joywork Collective.